It is undoubtedly a striking building. Both exterior and interior are full of innovative concepts and designs. This modern tenement, that's how the owners like to describe it, costs less than £1.2 million. £250,000 for the land, £900,000 for the construction costs. But what makes this project unique is not the design or even the construction, but the way that four local families came together in a community project, managing that project by themselves, without a developer. Known as the Bath Street Collectives, they were led by architect John Kinsley, who had just finished refurbishing the family's former home in Regent Street. He knew about the plot which had been vacant for many years. He knew the owner of that plot and how much it would take to buy it. So what was the spark that made this project take flight? One day I saw an article in a newspaper about building collectively in Argentina. And that was really the light bulb moment for me. Together with a builder friend of mine, we put an advertisement in Portobello Online and we invited people to come along and gave an evening presentation at the Beach House Cafe. So how many people turned up? Just under 20 people turned up to that initial meeting. There was quite naturally a lot of churn in the first few weeks, first few months of the project as people became interested and then maybe realised, you know, well, that's not necessarily for me, whilst other people were able to come in and commit and get more interested as more yeah, details came along. Yeah, that word commit is actually really a very, very important one because if you're thinking about a project like this, you really have to be committed to, to seeing it through. Absolutely, yeah. first few months were about getting a, a core group of people that wanted to see it through, about getting all the ducks in a row, so to speak, in terms of getting the initial approvals in place, in terms of planning, and in terms of working out how we were to constitute ourselves as a, as a group, how we would go about borrowing the money that we needed to develop the building and, and, and so on. So it was, I say, relatively easy for me as an architect because I know what's involved in, in building projects like this. For uh, the other people that, that, that got involved, incredible bravery and incredible commitment to take that leap of faith to get involved in a project that not really very many people have done before. To what extent was it a leap in faith in you? Because, in a sense, you were leading this and you knew pretty well what you were doing. I think probably there was a certain amount of that and, and I've felt right the way through the whole process an incredible responsibility to do right by everybody else that was in the flat, you know, and to absolutely go beyond perhaps what would encompass normal scope of works for, for an architect to make sure that the project was successful and that we got it over the line with, with everybody still happy and, and uh, still talking to each other at the end of the process. OK, describe what you've created here. We've built, essentially, an update of a traditional Edinburgh tenement building. So it's a block that's four storeys high with a central shared stair that gives access to four flats. So four families live in it, and in saying it's an updated tenement, we've tried to do things a little bit better, let's say, than perhaps traditional home builders and traditional developers might do. So we wanted to build a building that was pushing the boundaries in terms of sustainability. So we've designed to very, very high standards of energy efficiency, We've used 
a relatively innovative new form of construction called cross-laminated timber, which has enabled us to build more quickly than traditional construction and also in a more sustainable way and in ultimately a, a, a healthier way for uh, the people living in the final flat. Yes, you mentioned before we started this interview that it took only nine days for the building to go up. Yeah, that's right. For the, the initial frame, the timber frame, came on four lorries from the Basque region of Spain near Bilbao. Three joiners came in those lorries with lots of enormous pieces of wood and built it essentially like a giant plywood kit over the course of two weeks. Then you had presumably to, to fit it out internally. That's right. So having got the initial structural frame up, the next important stage is to get wind and weather tight. So to get the roof finishes on, to get the windows in externally, and that would then let us crack on with the rest of the internal finishes and the external cladding. Now we're sitting in your living area, sort of kitchen through to um, living room, so to speak. Not all of the flats are actually following this same pattern. No, the advantage of, of this approach is because the families are involved much earlier than they would be if they were building a flat from a traditional house builder, is that they can have a say in exactly how they want their flat to be designed. So all of the four flats in the building are each completely unique and designed to the specific wishes and, and requirements of the families that live in them. So as far as this particular apartment is concerned, can you just describe the, the layout for me? Well, our flat is a, a donut that wraps its way around the central stair. So we have a combined kitchen, dining, living room across the back of the building, which is mirrored by three bedrooms for my wife and I and our two sons across the front of the building. And then, like a traditional tenement, the space is in the middle, which don't have access to natural light and windows front and rear are filled with bathrooms and stores and utility rooms. Now, I've noted that this particular development has received a lot of interest from the profession, from politicians. Has there been a steady stream of people coming to ask you about whether this actually could be a model for future development? There's been a, a tremendous amount of interest in the building, both from people that have been asking us, when are you going to do another one? Because we'd like to get involved uh, the next time you do a similar building, to politicians, councillors, journalists and fellow professionals that have been interested in the whole process. The most unusual aspect of the building has been the way that it has been procured because there isn't a conventional private developer or house builder that's been involved. So the four families that live in the building came together, formed a, a company between the four of us, and used that to procure the finance and to employ a contractor and to, to, to build a building directly ourselves. We've managed that. We've obviously taken the risks on of, of, of doing that but the advantages are that we have effectively bought the flats at cost price so the profit that a developer would conventionally take out of a project like this isn't something that we've had to pay for in the price of the flats. Looking forward supposing one of the four decides to sell up and go uh -huh. presumably 
part of the deal will be that they sell their share because presumably the company still owns the entire block? At the time of speaking, the, the company owns the entire block, but that's in the process of shifting at the moment. So it's, it's always been the intention that when the project completed, the ownership would shift out of the company back into individual ownership, just like a conventional tenement. Okay, so if someone is interested in this concept, mm-hmm. how should they go about it? The, the land sourcing is, is perhaps the most difficult I've had a lot of interest personally from people that are looking to get involved in in other schemes and I've been involved in discussions with some of the local authorities about trying to source additional land and we are hopeful about getting other projects going quite shortly uh, similar to this one. There are advantages to this kind of project in terms of keeping community cohesion. If we look at a conventional procurement with a developer involved, the developer is incentivized towards building the project as cheaply as he or she possibly can to maximize his or her profit. And when the building's completed, he takes that profit away and, and, and disappears. Whereas for ourselves, we need to be able to walk out of our front door into the community every morning with our heads held high and proud of what we've achieved. So we're incentivized to have produced the best building that we possibly can and quality is much more of a, an issue for us than perhaps a conventional developer. While he's hopeful that other such projects will happen, he believes that a change in the way councils in particular sell plots of land will be needed. He would like to see at least some being sold for a fixed price so that community groups have a chance to compete.